one. Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan show. It's good to have you today. Super pumped to get into a super interesting conversation. I know you come to this podcast for a few reasons. One is to get different information than you get from the mainstream media. If you even voluntarily get information from the mainstream media, but also if you are hesitant to, I don't know, perhaps believe what the mainstream media and mainstream outlets have been telling you for decades, definitely a couple of years and question the narrative because things end up becoming things that are conspiracies end up becoming truths later on, or there are things that you just simply can't debate like COVID coming from a lab, which it certainly seems like it did. It is so important before I get into the main, main, main topic, I just need to preface it with this. It is so important now more than ever. And if you, this is, this is really important. You come to this podcast to either get different contrarian opinions, hear news topics that are not covered, that should be covered and are often covered months after we report it. Because if we did not have alternative media, if we did not have independent content creators like myself and all we had was the gigantic corrupt, honestly, mainstream media institutions giving you your quote unquote news. Well, you would certainly be in a lot of trouble because a lot of that news turns out to often be false. What are we talking about today? We are talking about Alex Jones and it's really important before we get into this conversation to take emotion out of this Take everything out of this. Call him the Jewish leprechaun. I don't care. You know, give him a different fictitious name because you might have preconceived notions. I didn't even know who Alex Jones was until 2021. I didn't even know of InfoWars. That's how far we've come on this podcast in such a short time of doing rigorous investigative journalism for you, for us to get to the bottom of what seems to be constant lies. You may not like Alex Jones. However, that does not matter. Okay. We're talking about a case against a human being and whether or not he should be penalized or permanently deplatformed, censored, for saying something that ended up being incorrect. One thing I'm not going to play, which you will be in the show notes, so you can check it out, are the, he only spent about, I believe it was 24 minutes talking about Sandy Hook, never named the people who were involved. Just go watch the videos of when he brought it up. And it was very obvious to me, and probably to anyone who with a brain, that he was skeptical of what happened because he's questioning the government and always questions the government, question them with 9-11, just questions all major events because he just does not trust the government. I know that we should always trust the government because they would never screw us. They've never done a bad thing to the people in any 
regime ever, country, nation state, or former empires, the government has never turned into tyrannical, I don't know, overlords. Of course, that's never happened. That's a big conspiracy. Actually, it's not. And the, the reason, and this is also something I just learned, is the reason why the Second Amendment, I'm not a gun guy. I've never even touched a gun. I never care to ever touch a gun. But the reason why the Second Amendment is in there is not for duck hunting. It's to protect against tyranny. It's literally to protect against the government becoming all too powerful and coming after the people. That is why it was in there. That's why it was such a big deal. And I didn't even know that until I realized our government is seemingly closer and closer to tyranny. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now I see why we're strapped. So you need to try hard to take the emotion out of this, okay? Some people hear Alex Jones, they get all their panties up in a bunch, and they're like, he's so bad. We stand with Ukraine. Oh, my God. Like, we... Who knows, okay? Take it out. Okay, let's have a healthy, difficult discussion and debate. That is... I can't speak for other countries. But in the United States of America, where I happen to reside at this moment for now, who knows how much longer that's going to be, the First Amendment says the following. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Okay, that's important. Now, there have been previous attacks on the First Amendment, okay? And the biggest one being probably, I would say, the New York Times or Times versus uh, Sullivan. And actually, probably the biggest one, yeah, the Times versus Sullivan, okay? And just to give you some context on what happened, here's the facts of the case. And I want you to understand what things have been ruled in the past, why this is a big deal, and why shutting down Alex Jones, regardless of what you think, would ultimately mean that the Jonathan Cogan show would be shut down too if we question things that the all-powerful establishment may not like, Okay. The facts of this case, during the civil rights movement of the 1960s, the New York Times published an ad for contributing donations to defend Martin Luther King Jr. on perjury charges. The ad contained several minor factual inaccuracies. The city public safety commissioner, L.B. Sullivan, felt that the criticism of his subordinates reflected on him. Even though he was not mentioned in the ad, Sullivan sent a written request to the Times to publicly retract the information as required for a public figure to seek punitive damage in a libel action under Alabama law. When the Times refused and claimed that they were puzzled by the request, Sullivan filed a libel action against the Times and a group of African-American ministers mentioned in the ad. A jury in state court awarded him $500,000 in damages. The state Supreme Court affirmed and the Times appealed and it went to the Supreme Court. 
This led to a unanimous decision for the New York Times company. Why? Let me explain. To sustain a claim of defamation or libel, the First Amendment requires that the plaintiff show that the defendant knew that a statement was false or was reckless in deciding to publish the information without investigating whether it was accurate. In a unanimous opinion authored by Justice Brennan, the court ruled for the Times. When a statement concerns a public figure, the court held, it is not enough to show that it is false for the press to be liable for libel. Instead, the target of the statement must show that it was made with knowledge of or reckless disregard for its falsity. Brennan used the term, quote, actual malice to summarize, excuse me, this standard, although he did not attend the usual meaning of a malicious purpose. In libel law, malice had meant knowledge or gross recklessness rather than intent. Since courts found it difficult to imagine that someone would knowingly disseminate false information without a bad intent. So the Times put something in their newspaper that someone did not agree with or thought was looked bad on his name, a public figure. They ruled unanimously in favor of the Times because of the power of the First Amendment to question not only the government, but major public events and to have this free form discourse so we can get to the truth. Now, we may have difficult conversations and I'm going to loop back now. Actually, we're going to stay on the times. Difficult conversations on things like, I don't know, Iraq having WMDs perhaps. And what are WMDs? Well, this is kind of a big deal. So, weapons of mass destruction. The New York Times wrote in over eight articles, actually ten articles. In fact, I'll read this now. The lead author of the journal piece, Michael R. Gordon was the same man who, along with Judith Miller, wrote the September 8, 2002 article falsely asserting that Iraqi President Saddam Hussein was seeking to build a nuclear weapon. That article, entitled, quote, U.S. says Hussein intensifies quest for a bomb parts, close quote, claimed that, quote, in the last 14 months, Iraq has sought to buy thousands of specially designed aluminum tubes, which American officials believe were intended as components to enrich uranium. The claim was a lie funneled to the Times by the office of the U.S. Vice President Dick Cheney. Let's stop right there. If the government is in cahoots with the media, and the media or the press is not an independent body, that makes it all more important for independent news media creators to pop out of the woodwork like the Jonathan Cogan show and question literally everything like Alex Jones questioned Sandy hook and said that it may have been staged. If you watch his videos, he is genuinely questioning having callers on all of callers questioned it. In fact, let me play a part of his testimony that just happened this past week 
about the type of show that he has. And what he talks about is how his show has changed basically because he cannot talk or question about these mass events because of the possible repercussion by the massive law firms and the establishment coming after him with cases like this to try and get rid of his platform completely. Why don't you take a listen? And that's bad. If people are worried to question anything of, pub of major public events, we are in a very dangerous spot. I am, trust me on this. Do your own research on this. Censorship should not be in our normal public discourse of debate. It can be. That's fine. That's what debate's for. Let's debate it. But to be in favor of it is very scary when it comes to independent alternative media. Because if we do not have media that is not decoupled from the government itself, if they work in cahoots, your best interest is not at heart. Just like we believe on this show, we have the ability to question Big Pharma and their relationship with governments across the world if I were able to get sued for those questions, even if they turned out to not be in cahoots, even though they clearly seem like they are, but I don't have proof. We're in deep shit, people. We are in deep shit. We need to question these difficult stories. We need to set our emotions aside and realize we the people are together, whatever your religious, political affiliation, gender, sex, it doesn't matter. We are peasants. We are not elites. There are two classes in the world. The elites who are in the club and you and I, the peasants that have not gotten into the club and most likely never will. We need to question everything because it is our thesis on this show that they want to control us and keep their power and wealth. What a crazy theory. Conspiracy. Someone who has all the money and power in the world wants to keep it. What a crazy conspiracy. If you believe that's a conspiracy, this podcast is absolutely not for you. And the truth may not be for you either. And that's okay. But let us have our dialogue. Because the moment you censor it, your ass is going to get come for as soon as they come for my ass too. And if the Jonathan Kogan show can't go on, it's not about the amazing success that we've had up to this point. That's not why I'm worried about it being shut down. I'm saying if they can shut down any dissident voice, let me just put it this way. You might want, not want to believe this, but you are officially fucked if that happens. So am I. We all are. But don't think that you aren't. Don't think you just raise your hand and say, I'm on your team. And they go, yeah, come on in. Hell no. If you don't have Klaus Schwab's phone number, you ain't in the club. You're dead meat. Like on the last episode, you'll turn into Franco fries. Oh, man. The infamous runny nose is back. Craziness. All right. So, and the big thing with the, the weapons of mass destruction is the New York Times got us into a war, literally a war that killed tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. Because they said Saddam Hussein and weapons of mass destruction. We all know now. And the New York Times put out an apology. This is from the New York. Oh, my God. Let me. 
if you could see this, I'll, I'll share this, but let me just briefly get into this. New York Post, how the New York Times has published lies to serve a biased narrative. On April 15th, the Biden administration, and this is also on PBS too. I'll read that one as well, unless you question New York Post, that's fine. There was no evidence that Russia ever offered bounties on American troops in Afghanistan, walking back a report that wounded former President Donald Trump in the run-up 2020 election. And then also, four days later, the Washington, D.C. medical examiner revealed the Capitol Police officer Brian Sicknick had not been murdered by uh, rampaging Trump supporters during the January 6th Capitol riot, as reports had claimed, but had died of natural causes. Both stories were based on anonymous, un unidentifiable sources, but had become deeply enmeshed in the public consciousness, and both ended up being false. What else ended up being false? The reports that got us into a war. With We invaded Iraq because they had weapons of mass destruction. We know they did not today. It was untrue. If we didn't have people questioning that the whole time, we might have never known that and be living under a lie right now. This is why, even if it's a difficult subject, like a Sandy Hook and someone's saying it's a hoax, I could say on here it's a hoax and then get proven wrong. Or what if I, let me put one on you like this. Ready for this? What if I said to you, Uvalde what is covering up? There's, Uvalde, there's a cover-up in Uvalde. Should I be censored for that? What do you think? Honestly, tell me. Should I be censored for saying Uvalde is having a cover-up? They are covering up their tracks. If you're thinking right now that, yes, that should be censored, or you're like, oh, my God, that can't be talked about, or, you know, I should be found guilty with Alex Jones for saying that, well, I just tricked you. I just tricked you. Because the mayor of Uvalde, in an interview, this is three minutes long, said that exact thing. Should he go to jail for questioning and saying that they're covering up? Or perhaps should we investigate more because they might be covering up? Uvalde mayor, okay? Don McLaughlin says he thinks there has been a cover-up in the school shooting. Take a listen. Because if you think that should be censored or should have jail time or should never have a platform, then this mayor should be in the jail cell or deplatform just like Alex Jones. And think about how scary that might be. It's two minutes and 35 seconds. Here we go. I think it's a cover-up on, uh, on DPI. They're covering up. McGraw's covering up for, for who? For maybe his agencies or, you know, maybe he told the story he told that, you know, it's hard, you know, what do they say? The, the, it's always hard when you tell a lie. Do you have to keep telling a lie? I'm not saying he's lying. Maybe he was misled with the information. But he, he hasn't got. changed his story, right? No, Since but that also, Friday, he did, and then he did the Senate hearing. Yeah, and I think that which was, was which was which was even more. He was even more emphatic about Chief Arredondo being the man who was responsible for everything here, blaming everything on him. Well, again, I, you know, you know, every agency in that hallway is going to have to share the blame. And like I said, again, I'll go back to when have you ever seen a federal or state law enforcement officer take right. their cues from local law enforcement? DPS is a big agency in this state. And yeah. the governor, I mean, they report directly to the governor. Sure. So do, but, you, do you think McGraw should step aside, should step down, should resign? You know, I think that he, he's going to have to be held accountable when this is all said and done, too. We all are. I mean, like I said, I mean, you can't, your story can't change 
on something this horrific three times, four times in three days. And that's what right. it's done. Let's be candid. Yeah. I mean, when I got to that scene, there were 30 to 40 DPS officers already on scene. In the various videos you see from outside, you see DPS officers running around with flag jackets on and ballistic helmets on and different things. That's video that's been shown from the outside. But yet we want to talk about no presence of DPS there in the hallway. I know at one time there were 14 of them in the hallway. Now, if they stayed there or not, I can't tell you because I hadn't seen the video. But, I mean, you know, like I said, if any, if this is a failure, it's a failure on everybody's part. Well, it is, a, it is a failure. You can't say if this is a failure. Well. You have to say it is a failure. It is a failure. But, I mean, th- that failure, every agency right. there has to own part your, of it. Your issue is, is that everything is being pointed towards one place. Sure. In some way. And, and, right? and if we point the truth, if we point everything over here, then the truth is not going to come out. And these families in this community, they deserve to know what happened. Are you concerned that the truth is not going to come out? I think we will get to the truth. I think they've, they've put themselves back themselves in a corner and they don't have a way out yet. And they're just trying to figure out how do you, because they've released so much BS, in my opinion, that they put themselves in a corner. So how do you come out of the corner? All right. That's also from CNN. So if that is unacceptable talking points, then you better deplatform CNN along with Alex Jones and the mayor of Uvalde. Questioning the strongest powers in the world is literally the most important thing we can do for peasants not to be squashed. We are nothing on the, on the animal kingdom of humanity. We are the peasants. There's only two classes. There's Klaus Schwab and the elites with George Soros and the gang, and there's us. If we cannot do what they said, that is in the same boat of saying, hey, you know, I think uh, Sandy Hook didn't happen, or I think Sandy Hook was a government cover-up. I think Uvalde was a cover-up. They're saying different things, a little bit nuanced, but they're questioning the main thing. If we just took as we were given, like, okay, whatever the government who funnels information to the New York Times, who has a history of lying to get us into wars, the war, I'm telling you, the weapons of mass destruction led us to the war in Iraq where tons of people died. You might even know someone who went there to fight who died. That was mainly a large part to the New York Times spreading propaganda. We go to war, all this bullshit happens, and then they put in a little editorial, we were wrong. So from the U.S. Congress, um, this is from the constitution.congress.gov. When we talked about the New York Times case, what's most important is this. Because censorship and self-censorship is equally as bad. So, quote, the teaching of Times, which is the New York Times, and the cases following it is that expression on matters of public interest is protected by the First Amendment. Within that area of protection is commentary about the public actions of individuals. The fact that expression contains falsehoods does not deprive it of protection because otherwise such expression in the public interest would be deterred by monetary judgments and self-censorship imposed for fear of judgments. That is a quote. That is from the constitution.congress.gov about that time's ruling and what it showed us. 
You can't have people self-censoring and scared to ask these difficult questions. I love, I want people to ask difficult questions. And if they're wrong, they're wrong. That's great. But at least we can get to the truth because we have a history of our government and of the mainstream media, like the New York Times, lying. The weapons of mass destruction, they lied. It got us into a war. Many people died. And they just put out one editorial saying, we're sorry we were wrong about these 10 articles. And then if I say, hey, Uvalde was a hoax, I can't say that? Of course I could say that. I'll look like an idiot. The mayor just questioned it. Didn't say it was a hoax, but questioned that it could be a cover-up. Because we still don't have facts. It still really bothers me that I'm putting out a new episode every single day since that Uvalde episode I did. And we still don't have answers to the Uvalde episode. And I truly want to stick by that Uvalde episode where that is the only thing we should be talking about. If the mainstream media really cared about anything, we should have answers to that months ago. This is absurdity. I mean, it is ridiculous. It is unacceptable in everything imaginable. We shouldn't be talking about any bills passing. We shouldn't be talking about Alex Jones and his Sandy Sandy Hook hoax, it's a clear agenda play. They want to set a president. In fact, they said in the courtroom, he's going to be patient zero for alternative media. In fact, why don't you listen to it yourself? This is like a minute long. And they say it in his closing speech. Their slimy ass lawyer paid by big media and all that stuff because alternative media isn't good. If you can't control the narrative, you lose power And apparently that's sad if you lie all the time. So let's play this. In fact, let me quote it first. Alex Jones is patient zero for our society's inability to speak without lies. Ball told the Travis County District Court jury, quote, he is patient zero for alternative facts. Wait a second. Who decides what's true and not true? The Ministry of Truth or whatever board who also happened to peddle, quote-unquote, misinformation that that Hunter Biden's laptop was, like, Russian, you know, misinformation, and it is 100% true? So they're going to be the arbiter of what's true and not true, and they already have a history within a two-year time period of being wrong, a lie. And if you couldn't question that, if that was just known as truth, we're in 1984, people. We're in 1984. Take a listen to this. With your verdict, you not only take Alex Jones' platform that he talks about away, I ask that you make certain he can't rebuild the platform. That's what matters. Take him out of this discourse, of this misinformation, of this peddling of lies, and make sure he can't do it again. Alex Jones is patient zero for our society's inability to speak without lies. He is patient zero for alternative facts. Did you hear that? Do you think perhaps the Jonathan Cogan show and all my other independent creators are maybe a threat to the status quo and they want to just shut our shit down because maybe we funded by not big pharma and having 
uh, one one quadrillionth of the resources are reporting more fair, unbiased news on the right topics that people should be hearing about, and they want to shut us down? He's patient zero? If I'm sticking up for Alex Jones in this, I'm sticking up for you. I'm sticking up for me. We're sticking up for each other. We are not in the big boys club of the multi-billionaires corporate business interests that run our damn country. And as soon as we, I can't even believe he said that. That is like literally George Orwell, 1984. That's scary. That shouldn't even, I can't even believe that that is put on television and we're debating it and having discourse on it. I think, of course, we should have debate and discourse on it. That's fantastic. But people looking at it like that's a normal debate. We can debate anything. You, you can debate there's still dinosaurs on Earth. I don't care. But it's not normal to say we need to get rid of alternative media so you get everything from CNN. Who, by the way, 11% of the public trust who really are brain dead and probably live in a home. So it's really 0% because all they do is lie year after year after year. In fact, where do you get your news? Do you listen to it here? Do you listen to it anywhere besides CNN? Imagine all those alternative media sources get shut down. Anyone else you listen to, unless it's CNN, that is officially North Korea. If that happens. And literally, it's probably worse because I bet you CNN's propaganda is worse. And yes, I am picking on them because they're the big daddy, who, by the way, is now below $1 billion in profit for the first time and falling fast because you no longer trust them. Why? Because your credibility gets shot when you lie and you lie and you lie and you lie. And we need places like the Jonathan Cogan show and others. And I'm not tooting my own horn but to tell the people the truth because they're not giving it. They decided to not do it a long time ago when they teamed up with the government and Big Pharma to get their agendas across. That's the route they wanted to take. That's great. I hope they enjoy their quarterly profits that they had because those days are over. They ruined it. You'll never trust them again. I know it. I don't even know who you are, and I know you feel that way because if someone lies to you enough, you realize, oh, wow, I'm not that much of an idiot that I'm going to keep it's like, it's like being in a relationship. Someone cheats on you. You're like, okay, I forgive you. Then they cheat on you. You go, okay, I forgive you. Then they cheat on you. And then you're like, okay, I forgive you. Then they cheat on you. And you're like, okay, I forgive you. And then they cheat on you. And you're like, okay, I forgive you. Then you're the fool. You're the fool. I mean, this is a serious, serious thing. Very, very serious. In fact, why don't we play a little bit so you can get context of Alex explaining his show and what I was talking about earlier, which is now he's afraid to touch really tough public issues because of this exact issue of being put in court and try to be taken off the planet by these guys. That's not good. When we self-censor, I read it from the con from congress.gov. When we start to self-censor, that is an infringement on our first amendment and really scary. And if you're not scared by that, I know you don't think that this world hasn't been running tyranny forever because you grew up in the only peaceful time ever. Learn about history. It's never been like this. And now it's a time of deglobalization. So things are going to be brought on shore. There's going to be a lot of friction in the world for scarce natural resources. And things are going to get more bonkers. Listen to Alex Jones explain his show and how he can't touch major issues because he's scared of the mainstream media and 
quote unquote the matrix which by the way i want to watch again very soon take a listen it's about a few minutes i'll play like five minutes of it just about that so much news that i was going to just cover up to 100 stories on there just look at them you know whether it's the bbc or whether it's an infowars story or whatever it is they can choose they can look it up themselves we're just covering what's in this and so we just bam 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 same way today like pelosi's in taiwan what do you think of it think there's gonna be a war the chinese are threatening war oh look uh i fell down again Oh, look, uh, you know, they found another trailer full of 50 dead people in Texas. It's horrible. So we got to do something about this. And it's just coming up next. It's real simple. Part of the stack of news. We're going to play a video clip of Bill Maher saying we need to depopulate the human population. We got, let's take calls. What do you think about Bill Maher saying we should get rid of the majority of people? Well, who's going to do that? Who's going to do the killing? I think this is wrong. I think it's dangerous. I think it sounds like Hitler. I mean, that's what we do. mainstream news going, look, they're saying this, do you believe it? Or what do you make of this? Uh, I mean, it's that kind of thing. Is that we would simply do what talk radio does. That's what talk radio does. That's what Larry King did, is stack the news articles, talk about what's going on, what people are saying, ask callers, what do you think of that? Do you buy that? What do you think is going to happen next? Uh, are there really WMDs in Iraq? Are they lying about it? And then the talk show hosts make their predictions about what they think. And then the talk radio listeners basically keep note and see who's the most accurate. And it becomes a big game to see who has made the best predictions and things like that. And so that kind of lends itself to, to the very nature of a soapbox is people speculating. That's, that's the nature of people going to a park and standing up in Speaker's Corner in London for 600 years and giving their opinion. That's what free speech is. Where you get your stories, has that changed over the years from 2012 until today? No, it's not really changed. I mean, we have clips from the news where it's like, here's a clip of this person saying this. And we always try to actually play in context, as most of our clips are about two minutes long. So that little sample clips, we want to go with somebody actually said. And we'll just play a clip, give our opinion, ask callers what they think about it. Or, again, we'll say, should Pelosi go to Taiwan, the Chinese are threatening war. And I said yesterday, I said, I don't really like Pelosi. I don't like war with China, but I think it's good she's going. Because we should stand up for ourselves and not be pushed around. And then we take calls and say, what do you think? Well, I think you're wrong. We shouldn't go over there. I think you're right. It's really that simple. You also, did you then the whole debate? We do. Any issue that is being contested that people think is interesting, we have a Sandy Hook debate where we have a newspaper reporter on who said he thought that it really happened. And I had like a like exactly the one who thought that there was questions. And that's the kind of thing that we did. I can understand then that people again take clips out of that and move that around and that it can cause problems. And that's why. Now, I mean, I can say I'm, I'm more timid, even though the, the head of the state police questions you've all 
in Texas, even though they stood down for 77 minutes. I think it happened. But I'm just going, whoa, I'm going to try to leave this alone as much as possible just because they'll take what I've said out of context. But my listeners are now mad at me because I'm not covering it when, I mean, something went on 77 minutes and kids are begging for help and the police just stand there and the state, the state police in Texas say that the head of the state police says we don't know the truth. And it's because of things like that that people just get completely blown away and confused by what's going on. But now I realize that those are such touchy subjects that I don't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Is that not a problem? Is no one else concerned with that? Can we not separate the way we feel about people and then there's the subject matter itself? Like, I don't understand the strong emotional impulses when it comes to a legal court issue on the First Amendment. It should not matter that it's Alex Jones. Like I said, call him the Jewish leprechaun, okay? Call him Mr. Stinky Feet. It doesn't matter. What is he saying there that is so controversial and weird? That is what talk radio is. That is called news commentary. It's literally what we do on this podcast. It is what has to be done so we always get to the truth. We still don't know what's going on, Uvalde. Could you imagine if some artificial disinformation board was like, we told you it was this kid and um, we... We had to stand and, and, and we tried to get in and all the doors were locked. Okay, that's it. That's the facts. Those are the truth. You say anything else, it's not the truth. But that really didn't happen. And you get to that answer by asking difficult questions, by having those super uncomfortable conversations in the public sphere. I really wouldn't, do not understand what was said in that little testimony part right there. And you can watch the whole thing. It's all in the show notes. That is so important. Literally, the two most important amendments that we have to protect against powerful entities, business, corporate interests, and the gov is the First Amendment of the free press and questioning everything, and actually the Second Amendment, which I'm not a, dumb, I'm not a gun guy, and I'm not a political guy. I'm an apolitical peasant. But I need my free speech, and I need to protect against tyranny. Okay, the country boss says tyranny, and we need to protect against it. I'm not going under no enslavement, okay? Almost every government, in fact, if it's not, I think it might be all of them in history, have turned against their people and become too powerful. In fact, James Madison, the former president of the U.S., had high concerns over saying there's all these foreign issues to gain more power over these people, foreign threats, so they get more abilities to attack them, but then they turn on their people. Kind of like COVID, like lockdowns. That's not normal either. We stand up for free speech on this podcast because without free, free speech, we don't have this podcast. And you need this podcast, and I need this podcast, and we collectively need the truth always. So it may be a political thing to say, but as you know, it's from an apolitical man, Jonathan Cogan, who says on this topic, what Alex Jones said about 
Sandy Hook was fucked up. But I sit here and say very clearly, I protect him with the First Amendment on that. And we need to stand up for that as a society. I promise you in the long run, as much as you don't like that situation, no one does. In the long run, we need that right or we are fucked. So I stand with Alex Jones on this one. I'm not a fan. I didn't even know who he was, but I don't, I take that out. I'm apolitical. I'm not emotional. I take things with the facts as they are. I do my research, research, and I make my conclusions. And I say boldly, and I'm proud to say that I stand with that motherfucker on this. Okay. I don't know what else he said that's controversial, but on this first amendment, I will, I will sit by that all day. I don't agree with what he said, but that dude can say it just like you can say my feet stink and they don't, but I ain't going to sue you because I ain't CNN and CNN. If they watch CNN for 10 minutes, all they do is talk about fucking opinions. They don't even give you the goddamn news. Listen to the mainstream media podcast that I just put out. All they do is talk about opinions. And then you go tell your friends about your opinion of their opinion. Now you get opinion of an opinion and it's a fucking mess. I don't trust anything the government mainstream media tells us. That's why I started this podcast. And now we're talking about shutting down alternative media. Hell no. We ain't shutting down. I'll be doing this out of a gutter. We're here. I'm staying here for you. All the stuff's in the show notes. There's probably some other stuff I want to get into, but it's getting long. And I defend the First Amendment till the day I die. Freedom of speech like a piece of pie. So it might be controversial. I don't care. We tell you the truth on this podcast no matter what. Ain't nobody going to direct me. We ain't ever going to take money from Big Pharma. We ain't ever going to be biased. I give you my word on that. I promise you that as long as the Jonathan Kogan show is up, you're going to get the truth and my truthful opinions. And we stand by free speech no matter what. We don't like censorship ever. In fact, fuck censorship. Sorry for my language. I love you. If no one told you that, I hope you have an amazing day. If you're listening tonight, I hope you have an amazing night. You are loved. We are together on this journey. We need free speech on this journey. We need to come together to protect against tyrannical forces and totalitarianism and authoritarianism that we've saw crept up the past two years with COVID and all this other shenanigans. We cannot let them keep getting more and more of our privileges, not rights, because we don't have any privileges. Please, let's stand tall together. I'll defend you. You defend me. And we can't go down, baby. That rhymed and it wasn't even supposed to. You are loved. You are great. And we stand for free speech on this podcast. And ain't anything going to change that. And, and, and the day it does, I will be dead. You have my word. I love you. And I'll be here for you, telling you the truth. Amen.